You're listening to The Art of KCF. This essay is called Many Paths and was released as part of The Art of KCF newsletter, issue 78, sent to email subscribers on October 31st, 2023. Last Friday, I found myself at the Panaderia in Wadena, Minnesota. The shop was still dark, and I feared they might not be open at all, as I headed back to my car to quickly Google their hours. Phew, I sighed as I learned that they opened at 8 a.m. I was just early. My mission, to get a box of goodies and deliver them back to Vimo's office to feed her board members. My side quest, fuel myself for the drive to Bemidji. While leaving directly from home would have shaved off 30 minutes round trip, leaving from Wadena meant a stop for pan dulce, and my sweet tooth couldn't resist. After running my quick errand, enjoying what I believe to be a specialty of the shop, a spiced ojarasca with a cookie-crumpled topper, often found on the iconic concha, I was northbound on U.S. Highway 71. Shortly after brushing the last of the sugary crumbs off of myself, it began to snow. Flurries accompanied me for the hour-and-a-half drive as I made my way to the Watermark Art Center. I was off to see Joyce Jackson Arndt's exhibition, Nenanda Minwajim, I Seek to Tell a Good Story, up through November 11th of this year. When I explained to the staff congregating near the front door, I journeyed here to see her show. Someone quickly walks back to the gallery featuring her work to prepare a video of the artist speaking about the show. There are four galleries housed within the Watermark Art Center, with the largest containing a wall of windows overlooking Lake Bemidji, located directly across the road. Joyce Jackson Arndt's work is in the Mikkinen Gallery located on the left side of the hallway corridor on the way to the natural light-filled beautiful space. According to the Watermark Art Center's website, Mikkinen Gallery is, quote, a permanent space to exhibit and promote indigenous art in the region. The name Mikkinen means many paths and reflects the physical location and historical importance of the region to Ojibwe people. Bemidji is located in the center of three reservations. Red Lake, Leech Lake, and White Earth, making it the ideal location for a spot dedicated to indigenous art activities. End quote. Many paths have been paved to make my way to this gallery indeed, as too the case for Joyce's paintings. As a member of the White Earth Nation, Joyce Jackson Arndt wishes her viewers to see in her works, quote, a person trying to find their identity, end quote. A side note for listeners, please do check the link in the show notes to see some images of her works and other links in the narrative that I've provided that give more context to Joyce Jackson Arndt's painting journey. The interview video, Greeting Viewers to the Gallery, features Jackson Arndt's voice transcribed and visible atop photos of her paintings and drawings from her artistic collection. She provides details about her life that shape the broader context in which she hopes viewers will bring to the work. Quote, After being raised in foster care, you learn that you don't really have an identity. 
You don't really fit in with the white man's world, and you don't really fit in with the Indian world. End quote. I know this feeling of searching for one's place and not feeling at home. From my experience as a biracial Chicana, not white enough, nor brown enough, not Mexican enough, not American enough. These feelings also all too familiar for those of us occupying in-betweenness. And Chicana feminist theory is built, in part, upon themes from Gloria Anzaldúa's groundbreaking work, Borderlands, La Frontera, in which she argues the power of the space between, a concept later characterized as third space, where new opportunities exist and the ability to be between cultural norms, to exist beyond binary categories of this or that. This and that creates new pathways for opportunities. Spanning three decades of gathered works, Joyce Jackson Arndt's intimate collection of mixed-media paintings craft a sense of self and community from a third-space vantage point. She brings this perspective to paper, with a few canvases thrown in, through watercolors, oils, acrylics, and inks. A variety of styles and subject matters span the small works, from zoomed-in cranberry bushes, to landscapes, to figurative scenes, though they are all tied together with the sensibilities of loose-medium application that gives the viewer a sense of freedom, joy, and my favorite, whimsy. From her works, I see the urgency in which she wishes to get her message across, with the way that she often works wet on wet. I get the sense these images come quickly to her, as she works to define figures with outlines of black over areas of color that she has washed behind, rarely letting layers dry fully between workings. My favorite work, Not Red Dawn, Morning Prayer, featured these little squiggles of orange in a mostly leafless tree. The squiggles connect to the large curved orange form in the background, yet are so unexpected, so full of life and possibility a touch of humor in their springs, a flicker of hope and liveliness in the face of shedding leaves in autumn. The figure in this piece is walking alone, perhaps a self-portrait of the artist, who admits in her interview, quote, and it's really hard to find a place for you to fit in, and the only solution that you come to is that you don't fit in. While we each remain on our individual journeys to find where we belong, I see evidence of her ongoing exploration of her Ojibwe heritage in the tenderness of how she depicts the relationship between humans to the natural world. Whether in her more abstracted or more realistic stylings, her illustrative marks provide a keen eye for the details of northwestern Minnesota through lakes, prairies, and pine stands. I must admit I was feeling a certain kind of way about northern Minnesota as I faced the dreary day gratitude for another day on earth, and a bit of frustration about the impending long winter ahead. The sky and ground are again starting to look like each other, a wash of gray, my least favorite standalone hue. The days are definitely shortening, and with snow on the ground I'm wondering about the stamina needed to survive another winter, as I face my sad doldrums. But it is against that background of a gray sky and a graying ground that I first noticed the brilliance of golden tamarack stands among evergreen pines. I'd never really seen them before. 
though they've been there all along. Joyce Jackson Arndt says that her art is a quest to find her identity, and certainly those of us who have an opportunity to see her work will likewise think about ourselves in relation to her and in relation to the joys and challenges of living in northern Minnesota. The small, intimate works made me feel like gathering around a fire and listening to her tell the many stories contained here. For now, her parting words from the video interview will have to do. She says, I discovered my identity, and that is painting, doing art, loving art. Same, Joyce. Same. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Art of KCF. The Art of KCF newsletter and podcast is a fiscal year 2023 recipient of a Creative Support for Individuals grant from the Minnesota State's Arts Board. This activity is made possible by the voters of Minnesota thanks to legislative appropriation from the Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. The Art of KCF is created, written, produced, and edited by me, Candice Creel Falcon, with musical editions by Mountaineer via Upbeat. For a full transcript of the audio, plus all the features of my newsletter, like book reviews, creative links that inspire me, and an update on what's happening in my studio, be sure to find me through the link in the show notes. Till next time, may the joy of creative inquiry guide your path.